I am recording. Also recording. Yay! Happy 2017, everyone. <laughs> we made Welcome it. Welcome to... We did make it. It was touch and go for a minute there. Yeah, it was. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And today, we are going to talk about... This lovely episode in season six entitled A Change is Gonna Come. Yep. Oh, that it is, my friends. It <laughs> may have already happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, in true true to form, I think we do need to sing before we get started. Yes, we do. All right. Kick us off, Sally. I mean, there's a lot of musical things about this episode. Yep. I mean, we get Sam Cooke and James Taylor. Quite an unlikely pairing, if you ask me. <laughs> yes. I was getting I was getting very excited about which version of uh, A Change is Gonna Come that I'm going to use for this, because there are so many. They are yes, quite there are. Pl- plentiful. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite rendition? Um, not really. I don't think I do, really. Do you have a favorite? All I can say, and no, this is not a slight to James Taylor, but his version is not the one that I would pick if I were no, I don't the so music either. supervisor on this show. Well, I, mean, I liked it. I like it on this show. I like the way it works with the end, which we'll talk about all that. But, but in general, like if I were just gonna sit down and listen to it, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not the Better most. Than I love James Taylor. It's, Sure. No, I mean, like, Fire and Rain and You've Got a Friend. That's all him, right? Or is that Carol yes. King? That's him. So, yeah, not a slight to him. I'm just saying it was an unlikely choice. Yeah. Um, let us do a quick TikTok so we can recap what happens in this episode in case you haven't rewatched it recently. Do you yeah. want to Do you want to give it a go? Sure, I can, yeah. Um, okay. So the president, the big, okay, we're having it, we're working on a summit with China. And yes. so the episode revolves around the couple days leading up to that, in which at in one on one of these days, the president accepts a Taiwanese flag at mm-hmm. a prayer breakfast, and this causes all kinds of hoopla. Uh, so a lot not in a of good the, way, not in a good way. A lot of the no. story revolves around all of the fallout from that and trying to get the flag back and trying to figure out how that affects the summit with China, which Josh is working on. So there's mm-hmm. a ton going on with that. Also, we kind of see Hoynes is starting to try and make a little bit of a comeback. Uh, his yeah, book has come out, which we heard about before, and he's doing interviews, and there's some stuff going on with that. He wants to talk to Josh. Um, and then I guess that's mostly it. There's some stuff yeah, going on yeah. with the president that kind of has to do with all that, so... Yes, um, those oh are the main. My. Those are the main things, and everything else is sort of just fall out from that. Indeed, yeah. Great, great recap. Great. Recap. So, uh, where to begin? Well, how do you feel um, about this episode in general? I like this episode, and I think, I think I thought it was really good at like what the West Wing is always good at having a complex storyline without like completely losing the audience. I thought this storyline did a great job of, like, explaining exactly what was happening, exactly what all of the issues were, 
and it was complex enough to like keep us entertained and the and we could the stakes were high because like Josh was involved and Josh was leading all of this and I don't know I just I thought it was a good balance of things yeah I think the way that they explained a lot of the things with tiny flags definitely helped <laughs> yeah yeah I wonder if they were like doing the initial draft and they're like okay that all makes sense to us and then they try it and they're like nope nobody's following exactly what's going on with all the flags let's get some mini flags on toothpicks and really spell (laughs) this out for people (laughs) i thought that was a cute scene though like with them eating chinese and stuff that was totally yeah although i do feel a little bit sad because i know or at least from our sources we were told that they can't actually order in chinese to the white house so right. my my entire schema of what the Oval Office and the West Wing is like is just based on the show. And sometimes the show lies to you just to embellish it. And exactly. I'm sad that there are not White House staffers eating Chinese food. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe they are. Maybe it's just made in-house. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Is there a particular part that you want to discuss first? Um. Well, just a little bit of a, an odd thing is that the episode on on Netflix is titled A Change Is Gonna Come and on IMDb is titled that but like the actual opening credit just says change which I thought was weird that is super strange yeah I didn't really strange I don't think I noticed that at all and I've tried to like I tried to look and see like what might have happened there and I couldn't find anything on it so if any of you guys know I mean I guess it was just a discrepancy that they thought the title card should have been changed I don't know so just kind of weird interesting Wow, you think that they would have fixed that in post? Like, I would think even so after too. they realized it. Although, and I, over Christmas, I thought about buying the entire series just to have on DVD, but the the DVD drive in my laptop doesn't work, so it's almost impossible to watch them. But I thought about getting it because I want to see what all the extras are on all yeah, the DVDs. That'd be amazing. Yeah, um, that is strange. Well, thanks yep, for that. So that's that's a tiny thing, <laughs> not not an important <laughs> thing, but just interesting. Um, I, I would like to discuss, I think my favorite part, honestly, and I would like to just jump right into the meat of it, is the end when the president tells Abby that he didn't see the flag. I yes. Just, oh, oh, man. Didn't see that one coming, guys. I mean, I didn't the first time we, we watched the series. Uh, yes. Because yeah. what happens is the entire episode, Barlett's in kind of a weird mood right yeah so cj initially calls him out and asks you know like hey <laughs> sir are you sh- like are you changing your position on on the chinese and, and the uh the summit because she knows that Bartlett al- almost never i would say rarely does anything unintentionally right. it kind of harkens back to the uh the hot mic take when he's talking about uh, yes. Richie and gun control and all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so y- y- you think, oh, it's entirely possible that he's just telling CJ, "What? I just, I just took a flag." When really, he's like changing policy and he knows exactly what he's doing. So the entire right. episode, you, you're kind of operating under that assumption, mm-hmm. which is further confirmed when Leo comes back and and he's like, "All right, level with us. Like we know you did that on purpose." So exactly totally didn't see it coming i loved that i did too i did too and i I loved 
the reveal of it, and then I just, I just loved Stockard Channing's reaction to it because they're in the middle of this concert when he finally, he finally leans over to Abby and is like, "I didn't see the flag, and I haven't been able to focus or see out of my right eye, and uh. I, you know, I can't." Like he's just listing all these specific things, and she is just, but they're in the middle of a concert and of Jim yes. Taylor singing, you know, ten feet from them, and she just like the look on her face, and you can see that she's breathing. She's, like, trying to control her breathing a little bit, and, like, oh, I just loved it. I just loved it. I thought it was great because it was so not – there were a couple moments where you could tell something was up. Like like you were saying, you could tell something was going on with the president, but, like, it wasn't the whole focus of the episode. So when mm-hmm. it happens at the end – Behind the scenes. Right. We've been thinking about Hoynes and Josh, and Josh got taken off the summit and blah, blah, blah. And then when that comes through, you're just like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And, I mean, the surprise of it, it was so gratifying. Yeah. But also, just it because it was a surprise, but also because of the gravity of it. And we haven't had, he hasn't had any physical symptoms. Yes. Since he fell, like, years ago that we know about. So it's been a long time since the MS thing has been a part of the storyline at all. It feels like yeah. ages. Especially, in, and then to bring it in in such a huge and... and- terrifying way <laughs> um yeah is yeah i just really liked it i like the choice to do it and i like how they did it so mm-hmm. yeah that was probably one of my favorite parts i love any time that something is revealed while like music or something else is going on or a play yes. because it's just it's so covert and yeah the, the dramatic irony is perfect yeah well and that at the same time you know we were talking about the the james taylor singing that song and i think that um I really, I really enjoyed the ending of it with, you know, Josh and Hoynes meeting in the car and the song is playing in the background. I really liked that a lot. So I was, I was team James Taylor on that one. It was, I was a little confused. Maybe somebody else can tell me if they're confused as well about Margaret (laughs) the whole time that she like guessing who the musical guest is going to be. No, she knows. John Van Kelly is a James Taylor song. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, was he's really on Sesame confused. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was like, I don't know who Jellyman Kelly is. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I don't know if that's. Yeah. I work in the music industry. Never, but I think learned that. I mean, to me, I think that is what the joke is, though, is that like it's James Taylor, who has all of these other humongous hits, and that that's what Margaret is. <laughs> that's her favorite, <laughs> or whatever. So, like, I think that is part of the joke, but. I don't know. This uh, Margaret singing. Margaret in all of this episode was top notch. Margaret. Margaret anytime is top notch. Top yeah. Margaret. CJ's like when Leo comes in and CJ's like Margaret wants to put so and so's Barkle lounger in here and and Leo's like yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah of course she does yeah oh and we get Leo in this episode which is yes. delightful. And he's smiley, Leo. Leo in the White House. Yes. Yep. It's been too long. He and CJ have a candlelit dinner or a candlelit yeah, lunch. Lunch. With a flower. I mean, so he random. didn't even do that for like his wife on his anniversary, which no, may be why he's he divorced. Didn't. But like, you couldn't have at least done that. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, CJ's having a, a tough time of it because she had to pull Josh off of the assignment, off of yeah. the China summit. What do you, you think about that? I I didn't Was really... it necessary? No, I didn't think it was necessary, right? I mean... Why? Because the president is the one who, like, 
messed it up a little bit. Maybe just to save face, I guess. But the way, but the way she did it didn't seem like it was to save face. Um, because she could have just told him, like, hey, I don't want to take you off, but, like, I have to to save face. And she, did, she yeah, didn't really I say was, it like that. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, I was confused about that as well. Was it the way that he, they, I mean, it was Toby and Kate in the Roosevelt room. Right. Meeting with all these people before right. it actually before the summit happened, talking about preparations and things like that. I don't, I just, it wasn't clear to me why Josh was taken off of it other than for it to look like, okay, we understand the gravity of the situation. Yeah, I understand that they needed to, you know, let the Chinese know, but internally right. it felt like, uh, okay. Well, especially because she then put Toby in, in charge of it who was also a part of the negotiation. So it doesn't seem like the Chinese would have that much more confidence in Toby when he was there all along as well, you know? So I don't know. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I thought it was odd. I understand the purpose of it yes. in terms of Josh's storyline, though. Yeah, where that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, so I mean, that makes they're, sense. They're, t- they're taking him off assignment and he's getting benched. He's not the guy in the room when CJ is. So it kind of leaves him wanting more and then of yeah. course he gets this the book from Hoynes is this tell-all book and uh Hoynes says you know it's time to lead so this is yeah. definitely this episode really I think is a big turning point for the mm-hmm. show because a change is gonna come yeah and it's definitely more of the Josh Lyman show because we're, yes. we're talking about the the campaign the election a change yep. has come, and yep. uh, Josh is frustrated. Uh, not the only one frustrated, though, because Toby didn't even want to be in that meeting at all. And I no. loved when he <laughs> he goes up to CJ and and is asking if he can get out of it, kind of like a like a junior high kid doesn't want to do his homework. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> it was really funny, and then and then just the awkwardness of like, or not even the awkwardness, but CJ was so great at like. I, I am your boss. You do report to me, but I have delegated this to Josh. And she's like explaining how that works. So it's like, I but mom, fun. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to go exactly. in there. <laughs> exactly. I thought that oh. was really great. I also, I really liked the setup of the episode with, you know, the cold open they had. Um, they had Hoynes' interview going on and everyone's getting ready for the art thing and all that. And they're sort of setting up the episode. Then they go back in time only like a day, like the day before. But still, it was nice because it then it adds more information and it sets things up. I don't know. I just, I like when they do that kind of setup because it just adds an extra layer to it for me. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed when, I really enjoyed when they are sitting in CJ's office at the beginning and they first hear about the president getting the flag. And mm-hmm. Josh, Josh's reaction is literally, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so great i thought that was wonderful yes. and then when he's he's like freaking out about it and he's like we're gonna have a summit with the chinese and he accepted the taiwan flag and da, da, da. he's like okay i sound a little hysterical but then like, yeah it really does turn out to be that huge of a deal so i know i loved i mean i chose josh as my mvp i rarely i rarely pick an mvp in advance but i feel like there were so many little moments like that one where he's like uh i got a little hysterical there i feel like there were plenty of moments in this episode where his humor really added a lot to it yeah yeah i agree i agree (laughs) also um i think this is my favorite 
Charlie storyline. Yes. There are a lot. There are a lot of great <laughs> Charlie storylines. And I don't know if it just felt like he got more screen time with this one, but Maybe I found so. the entire thing delightful. I could have kept watching that. Like, I could have had him go down to the flag thing, like, three more times and have yeah, me too. roadblocks. Like, I'd, yeah, I really just, it was very enjoyable. Like, when okay, they finally so, got it resolved, I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> I know. Like, are you sure there's not another obstacle? So, they need <laughs> yeah. to get the flag back. And this, I don't know what the name of the office is or whatever it releases it's it. It's just a, a gift <laughs> is what they call it. Yes. <laughs> so, Charlie's down in the gift shop. And he's trying <laughs> to get this flag back, which apparently is appraised of, what, like $20,000 or something. Yeah. And, okay... I don't know how I feel about I this. First of all, why is the guy... It's okay if he's British. I love British people. British people can work in the White House. That's fine. But I feel like it's such a trope that, like, anything having to do with, like, an auction or, like, valuable things is, like, a British dude. Am I the only one who feels that way? No, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it, it like, like this sort of Jeeves. snobbish, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, snobbish, yeah. like Jeeves won't let you have the flag, right. and it's not that I didn't like it, I loved it. I just felt like, oh, okay, we're playing right into that kind of <laughs> stereotype. I agree, yeah, I definitely agree. But I did love all of his condescension to Charlie, I thought it was so great. He's like insulting Charlie's tie. And uh, Charlie, I just love Charlie's reaction to it too. He's like, uh, yeah. "Yeah, whatever." So <laughs> Charlie in general is just the best. Yeah, I think he was my runner-up for MVP because this is definitely makes, one of my yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Favorite episodes. Um, <clears throat> what else? We get some guest stars in this one. We do. Yeah, we do. Um, we well, we first meet. I don't, I don't know who they qualify as guest stars. It's always funny when they have the guest starring so-and-so. Yeah, like, and usually like, seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, it's like Lily Tomlin. I'm, I don't know. The billing is just weird. But um, we had we met Baker, who's going to run for president. Yeah. Who is, um, is, he's the guy from ALF, isn't he? Isn't he uh, the dad from, from ALF? He is. He's from Modern Family, too. Oh, yes, indeed. He's in a lot yeah. of things. But Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Ed O'Neill. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we meet him, which that was kind of a fun scene. We didn't really talk about that. The That uh, that Bingo Bob comes in to, like, interrupt this photo op that he had nothing to do with. It was about, you know, the... It's Will he, Bailey's fault. Yeah, it was Will Bailey's fault, which, like, Will Bailey was doing his job. Like, it, it was smart on yes. Will Bailey's part. But yes. then afterwards... So then the president does well. He sticks up for him, and he's like... Because Baker's kind of like, what the heck? Why is this dude here? And the president's like, oh, it's not a big deal. But then afterwards, he's like, hey, Bob, let me talk to you for a second. And then he's like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So Such a diplomat, that yeah, Bartlett. Yeah. So I thought that was a fun little scene. And it just is starting to set up all the drama that's going to come from that, from the president endorsing or not endorsing people and, and all that jazz. I did like the uh, the fact that they are trying to... Or they're going to display the the signature from Bartlett having to do with the 25th. He's like, of all the things that I've done in my presidency, like this, the one thing that removed me from power, like that's what you guys want to showcase, yeah, really. showcase at the Constitution Museum. Pretty funny. Yeah, this is, I would say this is one of the more likable John Hoynes episodes, just because I think he's just yeah. generally disagreeable. 
Yes. But I think it, he is more likable. I think I liked, I really liked when he and Josh were talking and he was saying the thing about like, oh, you know, I look at, I look at Bingo Bob and, or Russell and Baker and I think like, really, this is the best we can do? I thought that was like, was actually kind of noble. Of <coughs> Joe like, Biden. Hey, I get that I'm the worst. <laughs> like, I get I'm terrible too, but like, we can't let these guys be our representatives. And so like, he wants to stand up and like, do it. I don't know. I just, I liked that. I liked that part. I imagine that's how Joe Biden felt, except for <laughs> without the scandal. Um, yes. And he's he's humbled now because of the scandal. So I think yeah. that definitely helps. So, uh, and I, I love anytime there's a covert meeting in a car. I've never had one of those. I've never, like, oh. been with people that are important enough to have those types of meetings. But no. don't you kind of want to? Don't I kind of want to? Yeah. Like, I ooh, guess. You get in the car, secret sketchy. meeting. This didn't happen. <laughs> it was, like, a little bit sketchy. It's slightly sketch. Um, speaking of slightly sketch, um, uh, we get a little Josh and Donna, mm, a little discord in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did you like it? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I did like it because okay. I feel like, uh, he walks in speaking Chinese to Donatella. He's just being his normal, like, victory is mine, victory is mine kind of. Yeah. attitude yeah and he's asking about his wardrobe and and then she sasses him back pretty mm-hmm. overtly and his yeah. face after that was just so like dismayed confused when he, i yeah. think he realizes in this episode that the bloom is definitely off the rose yes yes i think so too yeah i so i, I liked it i was i'm all for it <laughs> so i know it's just like Finally, so he realizes that he has feelings for her. He flies all the way around the world. And then she's back. And you would think, oh, things are great now. And she's like, nah, not into it. So I think this episode is good for their storyline. Because he finally realizes, like, you can't just be this. But here's the question. Is she... More frustrated with him and her her personal relationship, or is she more frustrated with her job, or is it fifty fifty? I I don't know that it's fifty fifty, but I think that it's. I think she's probably sick of being frustrated with it in the per, in a personal relationship, and now she's realizing how much it is affecting her job, and so I think I think she's just fed up on both counts, but hasn't been paying attention to the career as much, and now that she mm-hmm. is, yeah, maybe it's fifty fifty. I don't know. Yeah, I think where it's a she, mix her, pers- her personal feelings have held her back professional. Yes, and I think she's just realizing that, really. Because before, she'd just been sort of like, oh, but I just love Josh. And I just follow Josh wherever I want to mm-hmm. go. And, then, and now she's sort of like, wait a minute. This is not working out for me. <laughs> yeah, so. because if he had asked her, hey, can you give me this briefing about the summit instead of, oh where's where's my outfit or what should I wear you know you used to love that I couldn't dress myself without you right you know it's that kind of minutiae where she's like okay is this really what I'm sticking around for and spending my time on right yeah definitely I I like it I think it I think it gets us going in a good direction so I'm all for it we also have Senator Hunt in this episode who another guest star just thinking about that yeah uh, which I thought was an interesting line for storyline for Josh. All of it's interesting storylines for Josh, I guess. Um, but I liked that. So Hunt wanted to 
stand up on the floor of Congress and say, like, basically that they think Taiwan should be independent and all this stuff. And, and he was telling Josh, like, he know, he was like, you know, it's the right thing to do. Like, you know, this is what we're fighting for and all this stuff. And Josh at the end is sort of like, or not at the end, but after that conversation is like, you know, like he is right. He has a point. And he goes to CJ and is like, maybe we should just like, at least let someone, you know, present the argument and they think about doing that. And then they don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think, but I thought it was interesting because it's just another thing to add to his frustrations. Like he gets taken off the China summit and he doesn't feel like they, they take the right course of action on the whole issue. So I think in the end, he's sort of just like, okay, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Philip Baker Hall, that's his name. He's, I think he's such a great character. He had so much like depth to it. Yeah. To really He's got a very commanding presence. Yeah. Yes. Commanding presence. Is yeah. Quite right. Yep. Um, Except Josh wants to there? hang him up by his thumbs and beat him with a pogo stick at first. <laughs> well, you well, you know, except for that. There were a lot yeah. of little like quip, quippy things like that. There were. Uh, yeah. even, in the, even in the meeting with Baker in the Oval <laughs> when they're talking about how there's like a dagger that hangs over the desk or something oh yeah yeah. um there's another time when josh is like the democratic party hasn't been been overrun by a bunch of panda huggers thought that was funny yes that was funny that was to hunt um question though first of all none of this would have happened if charlie was still the body man because it wasn't actually wasn't actually the president it was the the aide that accepted the flag, right? Um, I think it was a mix of both. I think they like hand it to the president and the president hands it to the aide. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Just saying yeah. none of this would have happened if it were still Charlie in the job <laughs> and Charlie can't tie a tie question mark. Really? Yeah. I don't buy that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. If they were just trying to set up that Bartlett couldn't tie his tie, but yeah, I, I don't believe no. that about Charlie young for no. a second. We had a fun little exchange with Debbie too. Yeah, a little bit of, little bit of market, a little bit of Debbie. Yeah, little Debbie, watch out! He's ornery today. <laughs> that was great. Um, oh. and I loved the line where she's saying uh, about the Smithsonian being more interested in him posthumously. <laughs> He's yes. like, yeah, there's something to look forward to. <laughs> exactly, that was perfect. <laughs> oh, she's great. It's so wonderful. Is, uh, what else? Do you have anything else on this one? I don't. I thought it was a good episode. I thought it had the quips and also had the seriousness and had high stakes. And I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was overall a good episode. So approved. Yeah. Very, very nicely done. It felt like a, a, a true, it felt like a Sorkin episode to me in a good way. I mean, that's kind of redundant. Yeah. Um, do you have an MVP? Um, I think I'll say Charlie. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Even though yeah. Margaret does get honorable mention for her for her singing. Yeah, that's true. That's very oh, true. Oh, and James Taylor, too, for his. Yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. I'm going to stick with Josh, because I feel like he really added a lot to this one. Cool. And a change is going to come. We're getting into the uh, election cycle. Things yeah. are going to pivot quite a bit. Yes. So if you guys have thoughts or feelings on this episode, you can email us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Facebook 
or Instagram or Twitter at Winging It Pod. And yes. some people have been asking because the new listeners, we uh, we can only have a hundred episodes on iTunes. Yeah. It's a little crazy that we have over a hundred episodes. <laughs> yes. That's a whole lot of time. Yeah. Um, it is. But if you want to listen to season one at your own risk, you can do that on YouTube. I'm yeah. uploading all of our episodes to YouTube. So if you want to check them out there, you can. And the next episode is... In the Room. Uh, in the Room. That's mm-hmm. right. Pen and a little Penn and Teller magic. Yeah. <laughs> More Zoe. Yeah, tonight. that'll be fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week. Bye, Bye guys.